Turkey hunting is one of my favorite things. And one of the key tools I use for turkey hunting is the Onyx Hunt Map. I use it incessantly when I'm hunting turkeys. Being able to find a new piece of public or gaining permission on private opens up opportunities for gobblers. Onyx Hunt has a special offer for you this spring. Use the code MEATEATER to receive 20% off your membership at onxmaps.com hunt. You'll find more birds this season. I'm telling you, I rely on Onyx Hunt when I'm hunting turkeys. It is an invaluable turkey hunting tool. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without your essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. Man, I was just in Hawaii and I had my Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie with me. And here's the deal. We're in and out of the water all the time, getting into go spearfishing, getting out, taking the kids to the beach. I'm not going to mess around all day putting sunscreen on then having to get washed off. I just run a hoodie. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. It's a Meat Eater Podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer North, and today we're joined by special guest, Chris Parrish. In addition to Chris, we also have Steve, Brody, Sean, Corinne, Gabby, and Logan Dove. Now, Chris, how do you feel about trivia? Uh, I'm usually not very good at it. Not very good? <laughs> in like, uh, I think it's going to do good, though. In like what, like like Jeopardy, you're not very good. Trivial Pursuit, you're not very good. What what kind of trivia do you consider? Well, I've only played those ones that are sitting on the table at a oh. bar, you know. So. This, this is unique. I think you got a better chance here. And Logan... I don't believe you've been on the show before, so tell folks what you do here at Meat Eater. Yeah, so I work on the digital product team um, and help manage the website operations uh, for stuff that comes on the website and just developing features around that. We asked Byron your, that same question, and uh, we still didn't know what he did after he answered. <laughs> now, if you're not familiar, this is a 10-round quiz show with questions from Meat Eater's four verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking, and there is a prize, Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. And for the stat of the week, this week, we're specifically looking at guest performance. This is data compiled by taking every guest score from Cam Haynes to Jim Heffelfinger to Michael Waddell and everyone in between. Our best performing guests have been Tucker Carlson, Brent West, Dustin Huff, and Andrew Zimmern, who each got five correct answers. Hmm. And on average, Huff won with five. He won with five. He went to overtime, and then he won it that way. That was a tough round. Tough tough round. round. And on average, our guests get 3.47 correct answers. So that's what you're going for today, Chris, is to beat 3.47. 
Their best category is cooking, where they get 42% of answers correct, which is about the equivalent of Seth, who gets 41% of cooking questions right. And their worst category is hunting, where they get 28% of answers correct, which is about the equivalent to Corinne, who gets 29% of hunting <laughs> questions right. That's kind of a savage stat, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Thanks for that, Spencer. So our guests do best in cooking and worst in hunting. Now, in a previous game of trivia... I asked the room what animal lays the biggest egg. The correct answer was ostrich, but a handful of folks wrote in to say that whale sharks actually produce eggs that are twice the size as ostrich eggs. Remember I was kind of complaining about answer? that? Yeah. 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 That was but, my, yeah. Oh. but here's the catch. Whale sharks don't lay eggs like bass or catfish or trout. Instead, whale shark eggs hatch inside the mother's body, which makes them ovoviviparous. So they've never actually laid an egg. Now, if the question was what animal produces the largest egg, the answer would be whale shark. But since the question was what animal lays the largest egg, the answer was ostrich. I like that. This is why I, now and then when you're bitching all the time, you miss stuff. Yeah. I like that clarification. See, that's yeah. good. You've that's been new hard. Yeah. You get new hard. Also, in a previous game of trivia, Steve declared himself the silent killer. <laughs> but a listener wrote in and said that instead of the silent killer, it should be the silence killer because he never shuts up. <laughs> They should, we should uh, create a silencer named like the Stevo or something. Yeah, there we go. Mm -hmm. So it's not the silent killer anymore, it's the silence killer. <laughs> and with that, we're on to trivia Play the Drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? You stand to win everything. Question one, this will be multiple choice, and the topic is woodsmanship. What outdoor activity accounts for the most lightning strike victims? Is it fishing, hiking, camping, or horseback riding? Again, what outdoor activity accounts for the most lightning strike victims? Your choices are fishing, hiking, camping, or horseback riding. Some quick, confident answers in the room. From who? Uh, I saw you write pretty quickly. I thought I saw to my right here, people were writing pretty quickly. So, like so Brody, mostly. It looked like Brody was hemming and hawing. Oh, he's racing. And um, my marker doesn't work. You got oh, no. Oh. Again, your choices are fishing, hiking, camping, or horseback riding for which outdoor activity accounts for the most lightning strike victims. You know, I don't want to break the silence here, but. <laughs> <laughs> Please. We need a shattering. I don't really like my pen. Kill. Yeah? You want a new one? The caps, hair, no, hair, just in hair, general. Hair. The, no, no, no. The, the style. <laughs> oh, style. The style. Agree. The caps come off too easy. Corinne, can we get new whiteboards, you think? Yeah, sure. We got the budget for that? Yeah. Does everybody have so an answer? Petty. <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying camping, Chris saying fishing, Logan saying hiking, Brody saying fishing, Sean saying camping, Gabby saying camping, and Corinne saying fishing. The correct answer. Is fishing. Ah, damn it. Dang. What Brody write? Metal rod. Son of a bitch, yeah. really? According to data from the National Lightning Safety Council, anglers are the highest <laughs> risk group for lightning strikes. Of lightning strike victims doing a leisure activity, about 15% are fishing, 
8% are camping, 4% are hiking, and 2% are horseback oh, 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 riding. Oh, oh, oh. Read the question again. What outdoor activity accounts for the most lightning strike victims? Okay. I think you just screwed up for real this time. Uh-oh, what's wrong? I think so, you're answering it as You're answering it as percentages. You're not answering it as total incidents. You didn't ask yep. percent. You didn't say it's rate of. No. No, it is not. It is not the Way same thing. Way different. No, it's like we had a thousand Read lightning. Read the question again. Totally with Steve on this. What outdoor activity accounts for the most lightning strike victims? It would be like we had a You're thousand samples. You're giving percent. No, you are just wrong. <laughs> okay. You yep. are giving. 50% is the number one. That's the top yeah. percentage. No, 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 no. It would be total number. Because if there's 10 the highest rates, if there's 10 million campers and no, only no, no, no. one fisherman, it's not, yep. not no, the highest rate. No, no, that's it's not, not, it's not, it's not percent, it's percent of, of lightning strike. No, you didn't yes, say percent. What outdoor activity no, accounts for the most lightning strike victims? It would you, be fishermen. No, you need to go total incidents. You I, did not give it at rate. If you'd have given it at rate, I would absolutely have said fishing. I, I promise you this is correct because it's, it's like not correct. it's like if they took a thousand Ask him, he's a scientist. No, let, let's Follow let's talk this out. Let's talk this out. If they're if Don't they, ever call me that again. They had a thousand lightning strike victims and fifteen percent of them were fishermen, then they were the most struck group by lightning. No. You they, need to tell that, me that you outdoor need to put up, activity. You need to put an asterisk here, because listen to me. You need I to tell me questions, how many. <laughs> we have sixty more seconds to argue this. Point. How many victims does camping produce? How many victims does fishing produce? It does not matter about rate of incident among user group. How many raw number? I'm not. I'm not saying among user group. I'm saying of lightning strike victims. Fifteen percent of lightning strike victims are fishermen. And then you have 8% of lightning strike victims are campers, 4% oh, are hikers, and 2% are horseback riders. Okay. Bill edit that all wrong. No, no, stop standing. <laughs> you guys truly are Took a are long time to here. get there, but we got there. <laughs> I love it. We good? Wow, that yeah. only took about 30 seconds. It's, okay. it's not, we'll it's not that shit. We'll visit It's later. not 15% of anglers are struck by lightning. It's 15% of people that are struck by lightning are anglers. Well, I wasn't listening. <laughs> question that. two the topic is conservation and this is our listener question of the week which was won by george edson for sending this great question george is going to get a meat eater spice kit and a meat eater hat signed by steve if you want a chance to win the listener question of the week send your question to trivia at the meateater.com name the state with either the most or least bald eagles so you can name one of two states here. I'm looking for the state with either the most bald eagles or the state with the least bald eagles. Very quick answers in the room. Again, name the state with either the most or least bald eagles. Chris, you think you know this one? I'm not confident. Because oh, is I... this like the little bone you throw people? Right. This is the one. This is the bone. You ever throw me a bone? Uh, ten of them each week. Mountain, every mountain man question that comes along. Does everybody have an answer? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Alaska, Chris saying Alaska, Logan saying Florida, Brody saying Alaska, Gabby's Sean saying Alaska, in, Gabby saying Hawaii. That was a and very Corinne good answer. Saying Florida. Ooh, the Hawaii. state with the most bald eagles is Alaska, and the state with the least bald eagles is Hawaii. Oh. That was a great, dude. That was a great call. That was a good one. What'd you put down, Brody? Alaska. There are 30,000 bald eagles in Alaska, while there are none in Hawaii. After Alaska, the states with the most bald eagles are Wisconsin, Florida, and Virginia. Hmm. Logan, we were They close. got any big raptors <laughs> in, in Hawaii? 
Run the question Not three. that I'm aware of. Yeah. I should always qualify at that. Yeah. Anytime I'm dubbed as an expert, I just say, nah, not really. I have experts on our team, though. Question three. <laughs> the topic is cooking. That's Steve's motto as well. He's not an expert, but he hires experts like me That's right. at the job. Question three. The topic is cooking. The Illinois Department of Natural Resources rebranded this fish as Kopi in an effort to get more people to eat them. Looking for what the fish used to be known as, and I'm going to ask you to be specific. The Illinois Department of Natural Resources rebranded this fish as Kopi in an effort to get more people to eat them. Kopi, it is C-O-P-I. Very quick answer from Brody. Mm-hmm. I think it's two for two. I just read this article the other day. Oh, son of a bitch. That's a hint. Dang it. You know how they call... Uh, they like to call chum salmon keto salmon now. It's Whole like foods. that kind of thing. I don't know. That's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. How do you spell keto? It's the Linnaean name. It's yeah. on, what's that? How do you say it? On current. On current. It's like, uh, it's yeah. like Corinthians. Yeah. On current is keto. And yeah. so whole, or dog salmon, but whole food sells it as keto salmon because no one wants to buy dog salmon. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer for what a copy is? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying silver carp. Chris saying carp. Logan saying carp. Brody saying silver carp. Sean without an answer. Gabby saying snakehead. And Corinne saying snakehead. The correct answers, which there are multiple of, would be Asian carp, silver carp, big head carp, black carp, or grass carp. I am not going to accept carp. That's ah. right. For just writing down what carp. What about a half a point? No. <laughs> just yeah. doing that, man. It, sh- it sure isn't the common carp. That's why, Logan. The room did fairly well. Question four. The topic is conservation. This next great question comes to us from Mary Kordsmeyer. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. The Devil's Hole Pupfish, which is considered one of the rarest fish in the world, is only found in one national park. What is it? The Devil's Hole Pupfish, <laughs> which is considered to be one of the rarest fish in the world, is only found in one national park. What is it? I might be wrong, though. I got to think. I need about 10 minutes. <laughs> Give me about 10 minutes. Yeah. A quick answer from Brody, but, but now I'm said he questioning might be wrong. Because I think it might be another one. But We are looking for the national park where the Devil's Hole Pupfish lives. Son of a mother scratcher. (laughs) Does everybody have an answer? For that cow call, Steve, I'll let you cheat. (laughs) You know this one, Chris? I'm not sure I do. Okay. I'm not sure. That was pretty good. Oh, you got it in your mouth. That's why I said that. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We got Steve saying Zion. Chris saying Death Valley. Logan saying Everglade. Brody saying Death Valley. Sean saying Yellowstone. Gabby saying the one in Alaska, and Corinne saying Grand Canyon. We have a correct answer in the room, and it is Death Valley. Ah, wow. Damn it! Brody away. Well done. God, Brody's <laughs> kicking my ass. I think they didn't they nail someone for messing yes. with those fish recently. Partying in there. Yeah. Well, and your emphasis, what what led me is your emphasis the the devil's pupfish. Well, where would the, the devil live? But in the fish. hottest place. <laughs> the devil's hole mm. pupfish was discovered in the 1930s, which caused biologists to campaign for their protection. It was granted in 1952 when the devil's hole cavern became 
became part of the Death Valley National Park. As of 2022, there were 175 Devil's Hole pupfish, which is their highest population in 20 years. You know when a sports team starts doing real good, everybody in that town starts liking that sports team? <laughs> uh, bandwagon, yeah, Fairweather fans. I need to get to this where I root for Brody. <laughs> you can be a, a Brody Fairweather fan. Sure. I root for you. <laughs> I believe it, buddy. I don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're on question five. We'll get a scoreboard update from Phil after this. The topic is fishing. What is the more common name for Didymo? a highly invasive species that's often spread by anglers. What is the more common name for Didymo, a highly invasive species that's often spread by anglers? Again, we have a confident Brody. Yeah, almost all of the questions you've read so far, Brody has had an answer on his board before you finished reading it. This last one I got a lot of personal <laughs> experience with. Oh, another heavy hint. Well... Yeah, it is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he feels bad. He feels bad for the room. Doesn't want to run away with it. Again, looking for the more common name for Didymo. That is spelled D-I-D-Y-M-O. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying rock snot. Chris oh, saying dang. zebra mussels. Logan saying mussels. Brody saying rock snot, Sean saying zebra mussels, Gabby saying mussels, and Corinne saying green mussels. The correct answer is rock snot. Oh, what I was so worried about is you're going to want a better name than that. Yeah, that can't be what is, that shit's called. I mean, if carp doesn't qualify and rock snot does, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, what a, is rock snot? So, so Didymo is like a shortened version, I think, of its Linnaean name, um, and then rock snot is what it's more commonly referred to. If you were to like see a sign like. Stop the spread of rock snot. Yeah, I know. Didymo is native to parts of Europe, Asia, and North America, but because it's now so widespread, it's difficult for biologists to actually determine where it belongs and where it doesn't. Hmm. Some negatives of Didymo is that it can alter spawning habitat, clog water intakes, and foul fishing gear. If you see where certain areas, like in Alaska, they don't want you to wear felt-soled waders. That's very common. Yeah, that's what they're getting at. Now, Brody, what's all your experience with rock snot? Oh, it's just on when I was a fly fishing guide. Like this time of year, July, August, when the water gets warm, mm -hmm. that shit would start blooming everywhere. When yeah. when Brody blurted that tip, it almost threw me off because <laughs> he used to fish a lot of northerns in a lake where northerns got like illegally oh, introduced, wow. and so I was like. Then I was like, oh, no, but he also was a fishing guide. That was yeah. on the news here this morning. Rock's not? Nor Northerns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No problem. But I was like, if someone called a Northern a Didymo, I would have heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phil, hit us with a scoreboard update. We are halfway through the game of trivia. Uh, that's right. We have uh, Logan, who has yet to make an impression on the scoreboard. <laughs> that's a nice way to I'm trying to think of nice it. ways to put yeah, it. That's good. Uh, then we have Sean, Gabby, and Corinne, all with one point apiece. Steve and Chris have three points and in first place with five points. Oh. And a perfect game so far is Brody Jeez, Henderson. He's crushing it. Bitch Brody. Brody, man. A heater never before seen in meat eater trivia. I don't want something bad to happen, bad, bad, Brody, but just get kicked by a mule well, where he's a little off. I heard you guys that. you guys are going on a trip together That's here. You know so we're yeah, gonna be suspicious if Brody doesn't come back mm -hmm. in one piece. I just want him to get a little off. You know Didn't how you just uh, say you know that how, you were trying to root for him? Sometimes <laughs> no. uh like very good sports athletes like 
instead of retiring when they're at the top, they like drag oh, their career on too uh-huh. long. I think I'm just going to retire. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that that might be me. <laughs> oh, no. No. So, so, so Brody would be, well, I'm forgetting your name, but I was going to bring up the uh, Tanya Harding situation. You kind of want Nancy some, like, Kerrigan. Yeah, Nancy Kerrigan. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Spring is a great time to do something with your family. Do some spring cleaning, which I kind of started today outside, planning outdoor activities, which I'm always doing, taking a little trip to Hawaii with your kids for spring break, which I just did, which was great. You know what else you can do for your family this spring? You can shop for life insurance with Policy Genius. Make that part of your financial planning for the year. I've said it before a thousand times. I'll say it again. When my wife and I, when we started having kids, We got serious about life insurance, and man, I felt so much better after we did. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. So save time and money. And provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. We've all seen plenty of gadgets and fads come and go, but here's one product that stood the test of time. Seafoam Motor Treatment. Lots of hunters and anglers know that seafoam helps engines run better and last longer. It's really simple. When you pour it in your gas tank, seafoam cleans harmful fuel deposits that cause engine problems. I'm talking common stuff like hard starts, rough engine performance, or lost fuel economy. Seafoam is an easy way to prevent or overcome these problems. Just pour a can in your gas tank and let it clean your fuel system. You probably know someone who has used a can of seafoam to get their truck or boat going again. People everywhere rely on seafoam to keep their trucks, boats, and small engines running the way they should the entire season. I, for one, use it on all of my outboard engines up in Alaska every year. Help your engine run better and last longer. Pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. Hey man, after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you've learned anything, it's that there is always a catch. So when I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, well, what's the catch? But it turns out, There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, Go to mintmobile.com slash meat eater. That's mintmobile.com slash meat eater. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash meat eater. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. We're on to question six. 
The topic is haunting. This next great question comes to us from Sean Doherty. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. What is the only state where you can hunt Columbia blacktail, Columbia whitetail, whitetail, and mule deer? Again, the topic is hunting. What is the only state where you can hunt Columbia blacktail, Columbia whitetail, whitetail, and mule deer? Again, a very quick answer from Brody Henderson. Well, you're just not looking over my way. You had a quick answer Steve as well? Steve was faster than me on that one. Oh, wow. I, I could this see little bro, I, this little Brody I fast. His, this little uh, Brody fast is getting a little ridiculous. I followed his hand motions. <laughs> you uh, tell me my hand motions when I wrote? Oh. Yeah. One more time. Looking He's questions. looking for a mirror. <laughs> the four deer that you can hunt in this state, and it's the only state where you can do it. Columbia blacktail, Columbia whitetail, whitetail, and mule deer. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Washington, Chris saying Oregon, Logan saying Oregon, Brody saying Oregon, Sean saying Washington, Gabby saying Washington, and Corinne saying Washington. The correct answer is Oregon. Yes! My scoreboard. Although these four species, (laughs) although these four species are also found in Washington, you can't hunt Columbia whitetail deer there. Columbia whitetails are also heavily protected in Oregon, but there is a controlled hunt that takes place in the Roseburg herd. So the room did very well, and if they didn't get it right, uh, they had the second best answer. There's some serious taxonomic splitting going on in Oregon, Mm -hmm. right? Question seven. Brody may have ran away with it at this point, but we'll get a scoreboard update and a couple questions. (laughs) The topic is woodsmanship. If you're in the Hoosier National Forest and hiking towards the Star Polaris, then what direction are you headed? If you're in the Hoosier National Forest and hiking towards the Star Polaris, then what direction are you headed? It's the stupidest question I've ever heard. (laughs) Okay. Spencer has had the last few games. He's had one question on each game. That's, very, that's yeah, just like that's kind of a trick question. question. <laughs> is this supposed to be the trick question? No, it's just a it. regular old question. If you're in the Hoosier. That uh, what matter? If you're what good at woodsmanship, match. you'll get it right. Let's cut the chatter. <laughs> I don't mind criticizing them, but I don't like any kind of. <laughs> Who knows? Wait, read, read it one more time. If you're in yes. the Hoosier National Forest and hiking towards the Star Polaris, then what direction? Are you headed? <laughs> Does everybody have an answer to this stupid question? <laughs> I never I never said it was stupid. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying north, Chris saying north, Logan saying east, Brody saying north, Sean saying north, Gabby saying north, and Corinne saying west. The correct answer is... Is north. Doesn't ah, matter where no, you're standing. I, exactly. So anywhere in the northern <laughs> hemisphere. Saying that, I well, Polaris. That's, that's what like makes a you a good question. question. Polaris. Yeah, that's a trick question. Yeah. It's commonly it's known. North. That's not north. Or up. Polaris is more commonly known as the North Star, and since the Hoosier National Forest of Indiana is located in the northern hemisphere, oh, okay, and if you walk fine. towards Polaris, you're headed north. Fine. So it's it's north Not for everybody question. in the northern hemisphere. That's why I said the Hoosier National Forest. I, I don't see anyone here that's in the southern hemisphere currently. <laughs> I know. But I like that. I, I, I've come, around, I've come right. around to quite liking that question. Yeah. <laughs> Not it's everybody one of those got ones it right. You might overthink. 
I'll tell you, you, you know what you ought to throw in? What's that? That in the Northern Hemisphere, it's the only star that appears fixed in the sky. I like it. It's the only star that doesn't change its position throughout Except the course of the night. like 26,000 years, I think. Which it, one it points at it? The Big like Dipper? That. If you go to the Big Dipper, if you yeah. go to the outside of the cup of the Big Dipper and go the direction that that cup, like you go away from the cup mm-hmm. and you count seven spacings, of the outer two stars that will hit Polaris. There we go. Polaris might be, isn't that the last star on the handle of the Little Dipper as well? It might be. I, I thought it was part of one of the Dippers, but I don't know which. We're on to question eight. We will get a scoreboard update after this. The topic is conservation, and this next great question comes to us via Ryan Winchester. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. There are 215 species of darter in North America, and four of them are named after U.S. presidents. Name one of those presidents. There are 215 species of darter in North America, and four of them are named after U.S. presidents. Name one of those presidents. A stumped room so far. It's a darter. <laughs> Not going to help you. Yep. 215 species of darter and four are named after presidents. Just looking for one of those presidents. Is Dude, I love this new call. Sounds good. Soccer. It's unbelievable, man. You're going to be breaking yeah. that out with your super duper bull tag? This is the only, yeah, this is the, it's the only one you'll take no, in there. <laughs> I, like enjoy, I like enjoy, as you can tell. The easy sucker. Yeah, and you can multitask while you're using it. That's how, uh, like, little thought you have to put into using that thing. Those bulls will have never heard that call before in their lives. Unless they listen to this show. (laughs) Does everybody have an answer? (laughs) Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Lincoln. Chris saying Roosevelt. Logan saying Roosevelt. Brody saying Roosevelt. Sean saying Washington. Gabby saying Roosevelt. And Corinne saying Nixon. Nixon was actually a that damn good for, conservation that was president. For shits and giggles, I was actually going to give a throwaway one and, and say Trump as well. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> Nixon, the Nixon Darter. The four presidents right, are Theodore Roosevelt, <laughs> Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, and Barack Obama. Brody is playing a perfect what? game. A perfect game. And I don't see him tripping up on these last two. Now, the oh, professor, no. Oh, no. The professor oh, and shit, biologist dude. who discovered these four species in 2012 decided to name them after leaders who they said best promoted conservation and environmental protection. They also discovered a fifth darter, which they named after former Vice President Al Gore. <laughs> Phil, give us a scoreboard update. Oh, it's down to two players because our uh, esteemed guest, Chris Parrish, has six points. And wow. only he's already broken the That's record. Right. He's, still, like, he's, he's still in the running. He's yeah. in the running because uh, Brody has eight, Chris has six. So wow. if Brody does trip How up. How many does Steve have? Steve has four. <laughs> for those of you at home, Seth blow, for those of you at home rooting for me, call. <laughs> it ain't looking good. Change All two of you. <laughs> Chris, very good. impressive. Even if you get these last two wrong. You've already done it. There you go. But you think Brody's not going to stumble. I don't see a spot for him to mess up here. Question nine. The topic is hunting. How many measurements are taken when scoring a bear skull? How many measurements are taken when scoring a bear skull? And this is goes by any book. If it's the Boone and Crockett book. Very emotive, the Steve. The Pope and Young book. 
They take the same amount of measurements when scoring a bear skull. Brody, you gonna get this one wrong? I'm so depressed. No, because no. I'll, I'll <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying two, Chris saying three, Logan saying Ooh, five, Chris Brody faltered. saying two, Sean saying two, Gabby saying one, and Corinne saying nine. The correct answer is two. To score, to score a bear skull, you measure the length and width and add those numbers together. Do we keep playing even though Brody won? We got to keep playing. Yeah, we got he stats. stats. Oh, because he, he, he might get to do a thousand bucks. That's bucks. right. If you want to learn how to do this without a calipers, <laughs> then watch Clay Newcomb's video on TheMeatEater.com called How to Score a Bear Skull. The last question, all that's left to play for here is if Brody gets to double the donation from $500 to $1,000, and it would be the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. I want to get one of them uh, them lion machines, <laughs> <laughs> a polygraph, uh-huh. to make sure that there's not like a little... Oh, thing going on. I don't here. have an earpiece in or anything. <laughs> like no one's feeding me stuff. Well, listen, it's they've been fed to Phil. No, he Correct. gave Crin all the answers, so we know that it's like a thing on his mind. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's yeah. right. He's not morally uncorruptible. Yeah, he's like he he'll do it. Right? No one will argue. <laughs> the last question. The topic is fishing. What state is home to the world's largest noodling competition? What state Man, is home to the world's game. largest noodling competition? Brody without an answer yet. Mm. It's hmm. up. Looking for the state home to the world's largest noodling competition. Brody, it's how we doing long, over there? I, long, I don't know, but like a couple of years ago, my wife and I watched a... a documentary on Amazon and uh-huh. I think it about noodling and I think it might have been in there. Wow. Does everybody have an answer? Oh, That's one of those things where age does depressed. help. Like you watch enough of the documentaries and stuff, Brody pulls one random thing out. Yeah, but I don't, I'd, I'd want to have an age showdown between Chris and Brody. Because mm. yeah. mm. age is a valuable, valuable tool in this game. Yeah. Not with arthritis, but... <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Missouri, Chris saying Oklahoma, Logan saying Kentucky, Brody saying Oklahoma, Sean saying Oklahoma, Gabby saying Oklahoma, and Corinne saying Mississippi. The correct answer is Oklahoma. Oh, my God, a perfect oh, answer. Answers and the perfect Holy game. Shit, he did the undoable. What wow. <laughs> around? And the next closest, wow. I believe, was Chris, who got seven. That's Chris correct. Had a great game. Wow. Yeah. Brody had a perfect game. Just pull him out. It's almost uncanny how he does. <laughs> uncanny how he does. I don't know like that. that. I don't like where you're going with Real that. Real suspicious. Questioning my integrity. We'll remind the audience again. These two are about to go to Alaska together. They're going to be in a very remote place. <laughs> He's going to send me to all the shitty fishing spots. He's going to come back. And people are going to be like, "He's just a little off." Yeah. yeah. He's just a little. If you off. see Steve holding a tire iron, he's not. He's not changing his tire. <laughs> 
we, so Brody, I gotta find out like how long you gotta hold someone underwater before they get <laughs> like a little oxygen a little deprivation. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like no one really know. Maybe his wife had noticed, and his trivia score would go down. You could start like off that your, level uh, of damage. You could start off your human toxicity of lead. Yeah, that's Brody. a good idea. That's right. <laughs> so Brody, Just little drips and do I, I think we're gonna paint it's sweet the pepper. Walls. It's sweet pepper. <laughs> the thousand dollars. Where's it gonna go? Well. I've been wanting to do something for kids, so I, I think let's do um that catch a dream thing where they uh send kids with terminal diseases on hunts and fish hunting and fishing trips. Man, who could yeah. argue with that one? And he's a, he's a good guy to boot, real man. good guy. Well, it's not his money. <laughs> <laughs> so Seems like more... if you think about it, <laughs> one more actually... time, Brody. Where where's the money it's going? It's called catch a dream. Catch a dream. Yeah. Okay. Well That's done. Great. Brody, congratulations on a perfect game. Yeah. Thank you. Thank You've you. been flirting with it? Some say you got it in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? Well, no wasn't it like a contested? It. It was a cont- he, he felt that he did? That was a straight 10 for 10 he got. But Brody. he's never done it before. No, he, he did it once before, but it was before we had the $1,000 donation. I think we were even the $100 donation. Yeah, it was way yeah. back. So he's when. had two perfect games. Two perfect games. We played about 20 games of trivia, so that's going to be a new stat. 10% of the time, Brody gets a perfect game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should just retire now. Chris, thank you for playing. Join us next time for more Meteor Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without your essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. Man, I was just in Hawaii and I had my Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie with me. And here's the deal. We're in and out of the water all the time, getting in to go spearfishing, getting out, taking the kids to the beach. I'm not going to mess around all day putting sunscreen on then having to get washed off. I just run a hoodie. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. This show is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. It is a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that they need and that meets them where they are and helps them get through challenges. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible. It's simple to use. You can connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.